Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Well, Flyer fans, the name of the game is Survive in Advance this time of the year, and that's exactly what the Dayton Flyers did tonight in the quarterfinals of the Atlantic 10 Championship as they beat UMass by a score of 75-72 to in our nation's capital tonight. I'm John Tisdo, and joining me tonight on the phone for Flyer Feedback is former Flyer Rex Gardecki. He is in tonight for uh, John Bedell, and Rex, it was not pretty at times. Dayton trailed by as much as 10 points in the first half. They cut it the halftime deficit to two points, 36-34. In the second half, it was nip and tuck throughout. But Dayton gets the job done tonight, and they move on to the A-10 semifinals for the first time since 2016. So what are your thoughts about tonight's game? Well, it aged me about five years, Tiz. <laughs> this team <laughs> is too. so resilient, though. And I uh, like what Larry said at the end that, you know, Malachi wasn't even playing this time last year, and Deuce was in a situation with, you know, with his uh, what he was playing out there, and the team just continues to battle, and uh, that's what I like about this team. We didn't get very good performance off the bench, I don't think, tonight. Uh, I don't think we did a very good job on the defensive boards, but it's a W, especially when you look at the other conferences and teams losing and losing, and I think it just puts us in a good position. I think, well, I think one more win, Tiz. I think that's going to get us in. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for tomorrow. Absolutely. But my position's been, Rex, you know what? Let's just take care of business, win not only tomorrow, but let's win Sunday too so we don't have to sweat Selection Sunday. That would make life a whole lot easier come Sunday night about 6 o'clock. But look, uh, the first thing in hand, Rex, was to take care of business tonight because you lose tonight and it was NIT. But uh, we don't have to worry about that, at least for now. Now, now you got to worry about uh, taking on either Richmond or VCU, and uh, that's uh, that won't be decided till uh, for at least the next couple of hours. But uh, Rex, you talked about the play of Deron Holmes, twenty-eight points, twelve of fifteen from the field tonight. Uh, was playing under the weather. Weather. You had Malachi Smith with fifteen points, and he really came up big with those uh, with those free throws down the stretch. This was really, Rex, a really gut check time by the freshmen, by those two freshmen, as they combined for 43 of Dayton's 75 points tonight. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. And as I've said all season, you make your free throws and you D up. Um, that was the key. You know, they did not shoot the ball. I thought they would shoot the ball better from the three-point line, only five for 20. But I think, uh, you know, we had hands in people's faces. And I think really the star defensively was Tumani. You know, he was sometimes he was out there guarding Fernandez, and that's you know you got to real, realize he's six eight, two hundred and thirty five pounds. So uh, you know he's such a great defender, and we got a few good minutes off the bench from a couple players. Uh, big key now is you know they got to get a lot of rest. As Larry said, Deuce is a little bit underneath the weather. Malachi looked like he was getting some cramps, and uh, you know it's our advantage. Uh, BCU and Richmond playing late, they won't get over till probably eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock, and they got to go back and prepare. So. You know, I'm encouraged. We beat both these teams uh, on the road, and, you know, the Flyer faithful is there in 
in D.C., and they believe me, they're, they're here in Florida. <laughs> no question about that. But, uh, Rex, talk about that short turnaround that the Flyers are going to have because they're going to probably get back to their hotel uh, right after they take care of their media obligations, get get uh, their shower in. They'll probably get to the hotel, what, about 10 or 11 o'clock, and then they get a short turnaround, play about 3.30 or so. So what is the challenge of that turnaround? Well, it'll be interesting because one of the assistant coaches will have a film for VCU and one of the other assistants will have it for Richmond. Uh, it's going to be a short night for the coaches, uh, yeah. believe me, and the players. I, I know that Coach Grant wants to get them back. I'm sure they'll get some food tonight, get them, de- get them hydrated as much as they can and try to get them in bed, you know, by, you know, hopefully by 12 o'clock or 1, one o'clock. And then they'll get, you know, they'll, they'll come in early tomorrow morning from the hotel, probably, I'm assuming, about 8 or 9, eat, and then uh, start – watching film of whoever wins this second game. So it's, you know, it's, it's the winter just keeps going. And it's, this is a tough time. It's like an NCAA when you play Thursday, Saturday. So it's, you know, it's short for everybody, but everybody has to go through it. So I think with our coaching staff, uh, I think we'll feel fine. And, you know, I got to watch that last part and I just, you know, want to bring us up a, a class part with uh, coach Grant and coach McCall. I know they coached together, but boy, what a, you know, what a classy situation it was at the end there. Yeah, uh, Matt McCall, of course, uh, if you hadn't heard uh, mentioned this during the uh, Bud Light pregame show, Matt McCall will not be returning as UMass head coach. Uh, and the t- But the uh, team, the Racks, rally around him and really play good basketball, really d- down the stretch, um, played really well last night in their game against uh, George Washington. Uh, and GW, I thought, was a team, Rex, because they had the home court advantage. I thought that was a team that you needed to look out for. But UMass had nothing to lose. Noah no. Fernandez had 26 points. You had uh Garcia with 13, you had Weeks Jr. with 10. Playing that team, Rex, like a team like UMass that's got nothing to lose, uh, and Dayton the number two seed, what is that like? You're playing that team that's just, especially when it's a conference team that you've played against before, but but you know this as well as anybody, Rex, as a former coach and as a former player, the records during the regular season do not matter at this time of the year. No, all you have to do is look at uh, the last 24 hours and what's happened to teams. It's it's extremely hard. I mean, you, you get it in your head. Uh, we rolled over UMass at home. They didn't play very, uh, you know, play very well there. And as you said, they have nothing to lose. I feel bad for Coach McCall. He sure. seems like a wonderful person. And you know, unfortunately, the in this game you got to win, and he's not been successful yeah. there. So, um, you know, you just you just you just got to keep on going. I mean. It, the strong-willed teams are going to win these things, and I think with this group, I think we're we're you know we got good leadership. Malachi uh, Deuce sort of does it on himself, twelve of fifteen, and and Tamani did a good job. You know, hopefully tomorrow we get a little bit more out of Kobe Elvis, get a little bit out of, more out of Finn, and and see what goes on. So uh, keep going. That's all we can do, Tiz. Absolutely. And and the concern that Rex is that for me is that the supporting cast really, uh, they didn't get, we didn't get as much from the supporting cast as we're going to need possibly against either VCU or Richmond because Kobe Elvis only had four points uh, in 26 minutes. Kobe Brea had five points. Yeah, Kobe Brea had a couple of big buckets uh, in in down the uh, last part of the game uh, in the second half, but he was quiet for the most part, 0 of 3 from three-point range. Uh, Mulai Sissoko only had one point playing in the first half. Mustafa Amzil, he he didn't score at all and played only 15 minutes. Uh, he was in foul trouble with three fouls. So that's the concern, though, Rex, because Dayton's going to need the supporting cast, especially for this game tomorrow against either a VCU or Richmond. 
Yeah, there's those now. This, this team is so hard to defend, John, because they play five out and they got two terrific guards that can dribble drive. And uh, that really is not a good a good situation for, for Mustafa's and for Kobe Brea. So, you know, uh, I don't think they have to worry about that. Richmond's more of a dribble drive Princeton offense, and VCU is just, you know, go after you 94 feet and, and try to beat you by getting offensive rebounds. So, you know, we got this we get this one over with. I mean, it's always tough. You know, sometimes people say, well, maybe it's better to play two games before you get to the semifinals. But, you know, now we only have to win two more. So instead of playing four games, as we said, so uh, that's encouraging. But I agree with you. We're going to have to get more performance off the bench these next two games to win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Flyer fans, we're waiting to hear the uh, postgame comments with uh, Coach Anthony Grant. He'll be speaking with our own Larry Hanskin coming up. He has some uh, postgame obligations with the Atlantic 10. Uh, we will be hearing from Coach Grant coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, we also want to hear from you about this game. Give us a call at 937-457-1290. Parker will get you up on the air. Uh, John Tisdale, along with former Flyer Rex Gardecki, we're talking about a Dayton 75-72 victory tonight in the quarterfinals of the Atlantic 10 championship in Washington, D.C. Dayton getting set to play the winner of Richmond and VCU. That game about to get underway in the next few minutes. Rex, looking ahead now for this team, uh, this is a flyer team that is among the first four out going into the uh, going into the bracketology, going into the last weekend of the season. And you talked about all the upsets that have taken place in a lot of the power conferences. You had Indiana winning today, Oklahoma winning. Uh, they're playing in the Big 12 semifinals. You had Texas A&M knocking off Auburn earlier today in the SEC quarterfinals. So, Rex, for me, the margin of error for the Flyers is really slim here. And, and for the Atlantic 10, it's almost slim because for Davidson, they're likely going to get in, in that bid because for winning the A-10 regular season championship. So for the Flyers, I know you said uh, earlier, Rex, that it was likely if Dayton can get to the A-10 championship, maybe things are looking pretty good. But uh, from a, at least from logistical perspective, how much easier would it be for the Flyers if they could just get two wins in D.C. and not sweat it out on a selection Sunday and not worry about all the bracketology stuff. That's the key, John. I mean, you know, hopefully we can get to Sunday and win. Uh, if we don't, they're going to be sweating bullets for, for 24 hours, and that's that's right. the hard part. I'm as, as you and I talked and John Bedell's talked about, I'm, I, it's just hard for me to fathom how nine or ten teams out of the Big Ten are, are going to get in. And as I said to you before, yeah, you, you play your schedule, and I don't care if your schedule is somebody else or somebody else, but, you know, you, you can't, I just can't see how a team 19 and 14 uh, can get in. And, you know, the situation in Indiana, yeah, they've won two games. That's, that's why, I, to be honest with you, I don't particularly like these. Uh, you, you know, you work your rear end uh, for the whole season, whole part of your schedule, then it comes into these. And I just wonder if maybe some of the teams that they know, like an Auburn, or maybe in Illinois, they're thinking, well, we know we're probably going to be a, a one or two or three seeds. It doesn't matter that much. So, you know, my, my feelings on these things, it's a cash cow, and that's what I don't like about it. But, you know, that's that's the way it's going to be, and that's what the NCAA wants. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the meantime, it's you've got a lot of these 
teams in these uh, conferences like the A-10 that have to battle for their lives. Other games that took place earlier today, you had Davidson beating Fordham 74-56, and St. Louis beating St. Bonaventure 57-56, and this was a heartbreaking fashion. St. Bonaventure had to win this game in the final seconds and missed a couple of free throws, and then the person who missed it, I think it was Lofton that missed it, Rex, he had a chance to grab the miss and missed the putback. So St. Bonaventure, which was picked, I think, preseason to finish number one, they are out. They're likely in the NIT. And uh, that was probably, to me, one of the more heartbreaking losses that I think I've seen almost all year. Um, them them falling like that um, because this is probably one of the more experienced teams in the country, and they're not going to be going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, John. They, you know, they're five and six year kids, and I think, you know, they had a lot of pressure on them. I think Mark Schmidt does a wonderful job with them, but they just did not, you know, you could see certain games they would play well, and then they will go on a lull and, and, and lose two or three. There, it's a team that's very puzzling to me. You know, maybe, maybe they played too many games together. You know, they played hundreds of games because they're playing in their sixth year and some of them their seventh year. So, yeah, it's it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to stay up and get ready to play. And as we said, UMass had really nothing to lose tonight. And they're, they were playing for their coach. And when that happens, boy, it's teams are tough to beat. Yeah, and uh, UMass not the only one looking for a new head coach, Rex. Uh, Matt McCall is not going to be back. Uh, Rhode Island's going to be letting let go of their coach today. Uh, David Cox is going to be uh, was let go uh, today. So Rhode Island and UMass are both going to be looking for uh, new coaches uh, in their programs. Although UMass, I think, was looking at someone in the UConn program to possibly get their job. I don't know how, what their name is, but that's what they're yielding towards. But Rex, going back to this game. Uh, you look at the play also. I want to look talk touch on the play also of a guy like an R.J. Blakeney who had 10 points. But this is someone, and, and I saw this on Twitter, Rex, this is a guy who also plays very good defense. But his 10 points, I thought, were just as big uh, as anyone's tonight because this is someone, we talked about this a little bit when he had the game-winning flush against uh, Richmond. But the 10 points he had, Rex, on the defense he's also played, his play has been just as big for the Flyers this season as really anybody. There's no doubt about that, John. He is a, a terrific defensive player. He's a physical specimen, you know, at 6'5", about 215, 220. He, he can guard, you know, he can guard a 2, 3, and 4 in the A-10 without any problem. And, you know, he's, he's sort of a quiet assassin. I mean, he's, he's a wonderful young man and cares deeply about his teammates. And, you know, he's not as boisterous as maybe, say, Malachi or, or Deuce along those lines, but you know, what he gives us is, you know, you, you can't put a value on that. He's just such a tremendous teammate. And, you know, he's 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 going to be a terrific player in the next couple of years. I keep on talking about the next couple of years, but you know, we are. And you hear everybody across the country saying that, that you know, look at look at this team, how young they are, and they continue to win. So, yeah, we got good minutes out of RJ, and he's going to have to come through tomorrow night again. He's going to have to give us good defensive yeah. performance and a good rebounding night. Absolutely. I want to go back, Rex, to that point in the first half where UMass had a 10-point lead. It was a 36-26. This was a three that was hit by Garcia, and then he gets called for a technical, and then the Flyers end the first half on an 8 nothing run. Uh, what what does a technical foul like that? I think it was taunting. I think I didn't have a chance to see it firsthand, but Rex, what is an, a technical foul like that on an opposing team? What does What can that do? to energize a team like it did for the Flyers because they went from being down 10 to being down only two points at halftime. Oh, that was a gigantic play, John. I mean, you know, them going up 10 and, you know, 
to go in maybe a nine or ten point lead. We get it there and make the free throws and make a basket. And before you know it, it's down to three point play. And, you know, it, it, it drives me crazy sometimes as the former coach. You know, when he made the shot and he looked at the Dayton bench and he started taunting them, the referee standing there right, you know, and tease him. And he says, you know, well, I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, they emphasize it in practice every day. You know, the officials today are, you know, they're, they're going to make that call. It's emphasized along the lines to keep the game clean. So, you know, it's just it's just it's a crazy play. You know, you just wonder why yeah. kids do that. Yeah, and it's a little thing called sportsmanship because if he doesn't do that, then you know what? UMass may go into the locker room with a bigger lead, and then the Flyers, again, go on a Nate and run. Mally Smith makes a free throw, then gets a three-pointer. That's essentially a four-point play. And then, of course, Deron Smith uh, gets a basket, and then Mally Smith with a layup. Uh, but back to Deron Holmes, Rex, UMass had no answer for Deuce tonight. A twenty career-high 28 points. He was just absolutely terrific, and uh, he was it, it sounded like from what Larry was describing, he was under the weather at times tonight. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And, you know, the, the guy that was guarding him, he's he's a big, strong kid, probably 6'10", about 240, 250. And, you know, Deuce just, he's so he's so smooth and getting into the block and his arms are so long. And, you know, once he gets the post position, you know, his, his fall away little jumper, fall away little hook is just, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to defend. So, you know, going 12 for 15, I mean, I don't know where he ranks nationally right now in shooting percentage for the country, but mm-hmm. he's got to be. He's got to be in the top 10, John. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. And the play all. Also, Rex, of Tamani Kamara, I thought in the second half, he was in foul trouble uh, in the first half, but he played much of the second half with three fouls, 12.7 rebounds. What about uh, Tamani's play? He's a terrific, terrific player, terrific defensive player. I mean, it's nice to have a kid that can, you know, get out there and can guard really four or actually sometimes five of the positions. And as I said earlier, there was certain times in crucial parts of the second half that he was guarding Fernandez and that kid is quicker than heck. And, you know, they, they sort of take you and pop you back out. And to mine is just every game. You, you, you look down a stretch and say, you know, who's going to be our stopper defensively? And it's always Tamani. It's always Tamani. And you look at him on the bench, whether it's in practice or in the games, you know, they emphasize that. Tamani seems, you know, he, he relishes that chance to guard the bad guy. And I think that's what makes him, you know, the player that he is today. Okay. All right, Rex, we'll pick up on that when we get back. I'm hearing the music in the ears. What does Coach Anthony Grant think about tonight's win? You're about to find out. He is standing by courtside with our own Larry Hanskin. You'll hear from him next as uh, we continue with this edition of Flyer Feedback and the post Bud Light postgame show here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin uh, back here in Washington, D.C. with the Dayton Flyers defeat UMass 75-72 to advance uh, to the semis of the Atlantic 10 Championship. And to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Triple Schaefer and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Coach, it, it wasn't easy, and again, it took some grit and some playmaking by your guys down the stretch to pull it out. Yeah, I, I got to give UMass a ton of credit. I thought they, they really battled, um, you know, the uh, the character shown by Coach McCall in the face of adversity, the way he rallied his team down the stretch here is about as good as I've ever seen. Uh, our guys were able to, to understand the task at hand, understand what was going to be required. Um, and uh, found a way, you know, down the stretch. We talked about the need for us to get stops. 
the, the steal and turnover that we were able to create. Molly gets two free throws, cuts it to one, and the guys did a good job down the stretch of executing and making plays to be able to get the win. You know, it, 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 the game began, in, in my in my mind, in kind of typical fashion for these events where a team that hasn't played for a while yeah. plays a team that played the day before feeling yeah. good, they're confident, and I thought the first uh, 10 minutes of the game reflected that. Yeah, you know, and again, I told the guys after the game, you know, this is one of those deals when you come to a, an NBA arena, an environment like this, the, the, the uh, excitement and, uh, I guess, nerves that come with March, the tournaments. Uh, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well today. I thought some we rushed, some we had good looks that didn't go in. But what's given us a chance all year, Larry, is our defense. You know, and uh, I thought for a while they had their way. They were able to have success from a, from a defensive stand, from an offensive standpoint. They've been really good offensively all year, so we knew we'd have to do, do a really good job. I think we they made five of 23s. Um, they were able to get more to the line a lot more than, than what we would have liked today. And then they made a lot of tough twos. You know, give their guys credit. Noah Fernandez, he played like a like a like an all-league type player today, and you know he's had it going down the stretch. And then yeah, they came together as a team and they battled. You know, and it was a, a heck of a game. Glad we were able to make enough plays to win. Deron Holmes was not 100% healthy. Yeah. Malachi Smith was cramping up, and yeah. yet those guys put up yeah, some just, unbelievable just a level of numbers. Level of toughness and a level of grit. Those guys weren't going to be denied. And uh, you know, just proud of them. You know, and that's just that's just growth. That's continued growth, and those guys understanding, hey, man, this is March. This is what it's all about. And, uh, again, you know, we've we, we got a chance to compete tomorrow. We'll play the winner of this next game. And, uh, you know, we'll get some rest tonight before to competing tomorrow. All right, Coach. We'll let you do just that. Appreciate it. All right. So that does wrap things up here. And, again, Dayton will be playing the winner of this game, which is about to tip off between Richmond and VCU. That'll be 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Pre-game coverage starts at 2. And then, of course, we'll have flyer feedback to follow. On behalf of Josh Pastorino, I'm Larry Hanson again. Our final in the A-10 quarterfinals, Dayton 75, UMass 72. Now stick around for more of flyer feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
And back here on this edition of Flyer Feedback, kind of the home stretch of this one, John Tisdo and former Flyer great Rex Gardecki. And uh, Rex, Rex kind of putting a, a capper on this. You heard from Coach Anthony Grant right there. Uh, kind of talked about a little bit of that the team was a little bit tight for the first 10 minutes. And to me, Rex, I thought the Flyers looked like they hadn't played in about six days. And UMass looked like the fresher team to start. And that looked like it kind of contributed a little bit to the slow start that the UD had tonight. Yeah, I think so too, John. It's, you know, you have, you say you have 72 hours off and you're in, you're in DC, you know, watching other teams play, you know, but you know, this is, this is, you know, you, you got to be ready to play, especially tomorrow. And, you know, there's, a, there's not any more secrets. You know, everybody understands what Richmond runs. Everybody understands what VCU does. So now it's just, you know, who can execute and who can take care of the basketball and make free throws and defend. And uh, I think that'll be the big thing that coach is going to emphasize before those guys go to bed tonight that, you know, put your, put your minds on coming out in the first 30 seconds of tomorrow's game and be ready to play. And I, I think we will. It sounds like, again, that we had a lot more fans in D.C. than anybody else. The Flyer faithful will be there. And uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic uh, going into this. I think, I think and, you know, VCU wants to avenge that loss. You know, we beat them almost by 30 points down there, and we beat Richmond by a tip-in by R.J. Blakeney. So it's going to be a dogfight, whoever we play tomorrow. But I think, I think we'll be well-prepared. Yeah, no question about it, Rex. It will be a dogfight, but we know that uh, the guys that are going to be key are going to be Deron Holmes the second and um, Malachi Smith. And uh, Coach talked about it, Rex, after the game. Coach Grant, the continued growth that this is March. Then bottom line is Dayton's got a chance to play tomorrow, and they're looking forward to playing tomorrow. And uh, we're, we got a chance, Rex, to uh, talk about it tomorrow, and hopefully we're talking about a flyer win. Sounds great, John. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, ready to go Flyers. Absolutely. Go Flyers indeed. Dayton's Nets game will be tomorrow afternoon in the semifinals of the Atlanta 10 Championship. They will play the winner of VCU and Richmond. That game underway right now. Pre-game coverage will start somewhere after 2.30. Tip-off will be about 20 to 30 minutes after the first semifinal game, Davidson-St. Louis. Uh, that'll be about sometime between 3.30. Uh, Davidson and St. Louis will start about 1. Uh, we will have a pre-game coverage for you. Uh, Larry Hanskin and Josh Pastorino have the call. And then uh, Rex Gardecki and I will have flyer feedback uh, right after the game. For my partner, Rex Gardecki and uh, the guy on the board tonight, Parker Testa, great job as always, Parker. I'm John Tisdo reminding you once again, the final score, Dayton 75, UMass 72, and as always, go Flyers!